Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello there, and welcome to the show. Welcome to the match ball for the Carabao Cup game against um, Shrewsbury Town. Hmm. Yeah. Um, not Willie Nonto. We wouldn't be playing against Willie Nonto. We might be we soon. We might be soon, yeah. Yeah, if he gets a big move to uh, the draw for the Carabao Cup is supposed to be taking place. We might find out his next destination. That's exciting, isn't it? Um, yeah. Hello, welcome to the show. It's brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors, who will offer you a 10% discount on your legal fees. You will do probate conveyancing. Is that the three things that you would choose out of all their services that they do? They do all the, them all, don't they? But yeah, yeah, they're the best ones. Um, Dan Michael and Moscow with you here on the Match Ball Live. Thank you for joining us on the on the live stream. If you're on this, if you're listening afterwards, TSB Plus members get exclusive access to the live stream after the games. And uh, we are through to next round of the Cup, which is is good, isn't it? But it feels like there's other stuff swirling around Leeds United at the minute that's not, not so good. It's quite a concerning situation as I was leaving the stadium and walking here along the side of the uh, the ice hockey stadium because the, the fire door was open and it's a warm night and yeah. I'm a little bit worried that they were letting the cold air out and then it will, the wrinkle melt. <laughs> oh no. Is that you, can't, you can't have that. Uh, yeah, there'll be a number of people who will be tuning into this who, who won't have, have seen or indeed um, just heard the game. Heard about the soft drink. They won't have heard about the soft drink. <laughs> have you got a soft drink? No, but there's one on uh, Bobby Collins' way, impending, unless somebody closes that door. I'll let you carry on. Right, well, thank soft, you. A soft drink? I thought you were saying soft drink. A soft drink. I see now, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, um, if you're thinking the bad news we might be talking about is the Max Aarons thing, no. It, that was that was the pre-game bad news. This is the post-game bad so news. I went out, I went and got, off. Yeah, I went and got a bit of food before the game, and then hot-footed it down from the White Rose Centre, which is just up the road, a couple of miles up the road, and then um, went to the game, and by the time I, I was at the White Rose Centre, all the bad news had dropped, and that was about uh, Max Ahrens doing a, a, a U-turn and heading off to... Like Usher. ...to Bournemouth, yeah. Um, Bournemouth were not sorry. No, not anymore. No, not anymore. Uh, so, uh, came down to the ground, thought that was the end of the bad news for tonight, and it's not Willie on And then we got it? booed off at half-time against the sell-up... Well, come on, let's let's talk about this and let's get into the football side of it. Uh, what did you make of the first half? I thought it was fairly terrible. I hated it. I hated the formation. I hated where everyone was playing. Because Ampadu, Ampadu was in the back four and we lost his presence in midfield because you saw the changes at half-time which shifted Ampadu into midfield and we looked much better and got a grip on the game. I mean, Ampadu was fine in defence, don't get me wrong. But it didn't feel like we had a huge amount of ideas. No. It was just... It felt like we'd never played that before and no one knew where anyone would be for getting it out so we were trying to play it out of defence but then there weren't really wide options 
And then occasionally Dan James would come really short, but then it was too short, so you couldn't pass to him. Luke Ayling was our furthest player forward. The whole thing felt bad. Mm. Yeah. It's one of those things, isn't it, the League Cup, where you put out a side that you feel is going to have just about enough to get through. It always, it never feels like there's that intent to go out there and absolutely wallop somebody. Mm. Well, good. well, I mean, this team sort of had more than just enough, particularly with the first choice... It well, it wasn't the first choice of midfield in the end. It started when you saw the lineup and it's Ambru and Gray, and you think, well, we're just sticking with the the best two, working on the partnership from the Cardiff game, and then turned out Ambru was in defence and Gray was actually at number ten. So it was nothing like how it was. Mm-hmm. So on paper, when it was uh, published, we think, oh, we're going to absolutely batter the Shrews, and then um, as it's unfolded, um, I don't know. It was nice to see Chacleton back in his natural habitat because that was the thing that everybody thought from the, the lineup. it's going to be Ailing at centre-back Shackleton right back and then Ampadu in uh, midfield but no building the team around Shackleton put him in his rightful midfield position and then everybody else has to it's Ampadu the new boy has to play in a different place so that was nice a bit of a pecking order restored yeah didn't um, really work though unfortunately no and I guess um, the other the thing we've got to look at is a chance to see how Darko JB would perform um, in the first team as well. I'm going to say, mm. didn't really pull up any trees. We were asking him to play very deep, though. Yeah, and we were asking Archie Gray to play very far forward. So yeah. the two things were a bit... It felt like we were... I mean, he was dishing out his fair um, amount of hospital passes too, but it felt like he was both receiving and giving very difficult passes the whole time. Yeah, I don't know how uh, he's managed to upset Carl Darlow in like the... <laughs> the two weeks that they've been together. But yeah, it was just before half-time when Darlow kept just pinging the ball to him at the edge of the penalty area. <laughs> I was going to say, Carl Darlow's a very confident young man, isn't he? <laughs> he's got a lot of faith. Well, he's either got a lot of faith in the, the young players around him or he just already hates the guts and like wants to see them suffer. Yeah, some of the passes had a bit of a you fucking do it air about him. <laughs> just like, go on then, dickhead. Which was quite interesting because he started the night, obviously he's people are quite excited about Carl Darlow because they're quite bored of it. I'm Melier and he, he caught a corner, didn't he, at the start and he got applauded as if he was like, the Dino Zoff had descended and then by half time everyone was like, the fuck are you doing? Not Melier back, he can pass. Um just talking about the uh, the younger players who were getting a chance in the, in the first half, yelled at as well. I mean, there's some bloke who's a few rows in front of me, absolutely berating him. For- oh, hot news! What Salford away? I've got the draw. I've got the draw in front the, of me. The Matthew Smith derby. Mm-hmm. You the, were advocating bringing him back the other day, weren't still you? Still time. The Katana Baradi site of that goal, wasn't it? That yeah, the Salford. Will he be cup tied? Katana Matt, Matt Smith. Yeah, probably. in fact, yeah, he will because I got the alert that he came on as a substitute. <laughs> Um, in whoever they were beating last night. So, yeah, I was just saying there's, there's we'll a. We'll just use him in the league. Bloke a few uh, rows in front of me, he was absolutely berating, uh, yelled at every time he turned back round when he, he clearly didn't have the confidence to play the forward mm. passes because it was very tight and compact in that area down our left there, right. Um, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's just, it is down to a lack of confidence or ability or whatever it was. And he kept just turning back and passing to the centre half. And every time he did it, he was getting absolutely hammered by this bloke in front. It was, it, I felt sorry for him. I did too, but it. He did kind of need to stop. Yeah. <laughs> was my thought when he went off at halftime. And I know the formation all shifted, but when Byron came on, he just instantly started running forward with the ball every time he got it. And he'd pass it and then he'd go on an overlap. And it just felt like we had a, a lot more dynamism as soon as he came on, which I know it's unfair because he wasn't playing as a left sided centre back. He was playing as a left back at that point. But the, um, yeah, the change I thought was needed. The probably. goal looked like a Yelder problem, mm. particularly when 
there was a space. I thought, because he got drawn in, somebody was running through the middle, weren't they? Well, it was uh, Taylor Perry. He's got a very um, celebrity-ish name. There's so, a, sounds like somebody should be an Aerosmith. Well, he does. And then there's also there's an actor called Tyler Perry. And mm. so he's, like, he's, a, he's a vowel away from that. Um, he's got one too many. And yeah, the this, is the, this is the kind of ser- searing analysis that you get on this show. And as he was running through the middle, there was somebody running down the right wing and yelled, a, didn't seem to know he was there. So we ran towards Taylor Perry and I thought, oh, he's going to play in that winger. And instead, um, Taylor Perry just ran around the outside of Yelda, uh, which was probably even worse than just playing it to the unmarked winger and then shot. And did it go in off Yelda? Was it like, yeah, it was pretty heavily just deflected. a bad night all around. Really, I mean, Darlow got a hand to it as well. He, he saved it into the net by the looks of it. Right. So I think he pinged off the post. Yeah, he saved it onto the post and it mm. went in. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Not, so, that's not a save. Wait, he, he saved it onto the post. <laughs> saved the, it into the, back, into the, the back of the, the net. The post popped up at the post and popped it in. <laughs> It's weird. Just thinking, we're uh, people listening to this may be getting fresh information because they've not seen it. What the game? Yeah, because it wasn't on any um, internet. I think it Radio. may have been in the end because ESPN were picking it up for broadcast oh, okay. in Mexico. So resourceful, our Mexican viewers or our viewers okay. in Mexico um, may have seen oh, as much as anyone else. So there was certainly something out there in the ether. You tune a satellite, point point your satellite at Mexico and uh, your square reel and uh, receive those pictures. But yeah, so they've probably seen more of it than uh, any of us. But um, they were breaking the law to do so. (laughs) (laughs) So we can't have that. Um, And yeah, yelled at, I don't know what to do about him apart from just not put him in the team and hope he gets better. Yeah, I think... Byron will start the next game, won't he? Yeah, yeah. And we'll, I mean, we're going to we'll be just festooned with fullbacks soon when this maximum Aaron's turns up when he realizes what a horrible place Bournemouth is and goes, "No, actually, I prefer uh, another forty-five games of Championship football instead of um, the Premier League." Mm, yeah, we can't have anything nice, can we? For this we, football, we won the game. No, I just meant like, just when you think, oh, do you know what? We've turned a corner. Everybody was getting all really anx- uh, anxious about the lack of movement in the transfer market. Then you get Rodon gets announced and then that gets usurped by Max Aaron. Do you think that has not been announced yet? Uh, yeah. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I was, actually, just because... I actually did remark to the bloke who sits next to me. I said, what if, what if Rodon watches this and then he changes his mind? <laughs> that first half, obviously. Yeah, just because Fabrizio Romano has said something might happen in the future does not mean it has happened. I think Fabrizio Romano gobbing off seemed to in, uh, interfere with Guardiola's transfer to Man City, didn't it? And that got um, put on the back burner for a bit until they resolved whatever issues Fabrizio caused, the big loudmouth. Anyway. Back to the game. We don't need to worry about any of that. We won. We beat Shrewsbury in the end. They got booed off at half-time. Everything was a bit meh. Um, but it seems like all we have to do in every game, maybe we shouldn't start Sam Byram. Or actually, if we do start him, we, we don't concede and then we just score and win. Because mm. every time we've mm. brought him on, goals follow. Mm. There is a bit of a sense of frustration at Farker's football, Farker ball, if that's what we're going to call it, the early stages of it. And we have to acknowledge it is on the, the early stages of it. I, I'm not criticising it in any way, shape or form. But when we we don't have the players in and the personnel to make it work, and they do that thing that Yelda kept doing, which was to turn back inside, pass it across, they come back across, they'd, and it, they'd ping it into the, the deep line midfielder, it'd come back again. When there's no penetration, when they're not getting through the lines, people are finding it frustrating. There was, there it's going to take time to bed in I think there was a bit in the first half where the crowd were getting a bit uneasy but then we also did just keep it for ages and then go up the other end and I think it finished with Gray 
putting a shot over the bar. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of like, well... well we've, we've taken care of possession. Yeah, yeah. There you there go. Were, there were two ways of fi- finishing. We either ended up with a chance or we ended up with a, like a lazy touch and then had to stop Shrewsbury having a chance. Mm. We, the, the first half was very sloppy, wasn't it? I felt like JB and Shackleton gave it away a lot. There were a couple of times it just got kicked out of play. I hated it. <laughs> but then... <laughs> I just wanted it to stop. The same kind of stuff, 80th minute, everybody's olaying. Yeah. So mm. it's um it's game state. I was it? just going to say game state. Yeah, there I think go. um the the hitch at the moment with the way it was in the first half is you're looking at Jan Paveda and uh, Daniel James, and you're thinking here are some amazing wingers. Take somebody on. Mm. Um, whereas it does seem to be the idea is to work it inside, maybe following some of Jesse Marsh's um, idioms or instructions that the the, the goal frame is in the, the centre of the court. So um, it would be nice. You'd, you'd think, and it started happening more in the second half, Dan James just take them down, down the outside and beat them. But, but instead, he didn't really uh, have the room to do it though in the first half. That was the thing. There were always two men near him. It was a 5-3-2 from the Shrews and that doesn't create a lot of space at the back. So the, I think, and then the other problem is trying to get us through that 5-3-2 and trying to, uh, be the person that um, Jacques Leton and Darko JB were playing into and the wings as well was Archie Gray as a 10 with then Joe Gelhart as the target player who is also not really a, he'd probably rather be doing what Archie was doing and it was noticeable I think that when Archie Gray moved deeper back to being an 8 in the second half um, with where he could see the game in front of him he looked a lot better I think him trying to kind of be Pablo Hernandez because that's the only person who's ever been good in that position <laughs> for Leeds um, or Sammy Saiz is just not doesn't, I, don't, I mean he's he's 12 isn't he so asking him to have the the, the game breaking nouse and ability of a 32 year old prime Pablo Hernandez was a bit much but then on the other hand it's only Shrewsbury so if Archie Gray can't uh, unlock a League One defence then we may as well just sell him I mean, we didn't. You didn't really get much of the ball, did he, in the first half? That was the problem. No. We we struggled to get it beyond the kind of back five and midfield. It felt like in that in the first half. So he was very good second half, though. I thought. Yes. There was there was one bit in particular where he had the ball on the edge of the box and everyone went because <gasps> it looked like he was under pressure and he just Garlo had absolutely just <laughs> put him in a world of pain. Yeah, but he just he just span away from the, yeah. the person who was on him and just went yeah, fine. Just blinded by his teeth, I must turn away from this situation. Uh, bless him. I thought he did really well tonight, Archie Gray. He looked composed again um, when he found himself under... Uh, yeah, second half he was beautiful. Sure. First half he looks a bit lost. Just so talk- it, it was all just falling apart. Just, oh, knocking things on the floor. Um, just talking about that, um, the five at the back, one of the things I noticed, you know, when the Olays did start towards the end, it's dead funny, isn't it? Because so, so what they were clearly doing, their game plan was to sit back, absorb pressure, then try and hit us on the break. But they were thinking, you're two on down, lads, and you've got less than 10 minutes to, to salvage this. But they weren't really pressing us and we were just like passing it around I thought we could we could quite conceivably just see the game out here passing it around at the back for 10 minutes yeah which I think um, I don't think Farker is averse to that idea like one of the thing with attack being the best form of defence or possession being the best form of defence is you don't necessarily have to go all out it's just like if we've got the ball they can't score so just don't give it away in a stupid position Byram was very good for that in fact um towards the end of the game after Cody Drama had come on as a left winger and he was... I was and, confused by that. For a while I was like, are we playing with two left backs? Because he came on yeah. and seemed, seemed to just stand at left back as well as Sam Byron. I think he was a bit of also, because we had seven minutes of stoppage time, it's like, mm. let's just make some changes. 
Um, and he obviously short time to impress somebody, whether it's Farker or Borussia Dortmund, um, wanted to attack and Bait was doing that as well. Bait looked great when he came on for five minutes because he was getting the ball and bombing forward and he's like, I really want to show that I'm a good player. Yeah. And so Drama did that at one point and then passed it back to Byron and Byron's just like, sorry mate, this is going back to Strauch. And he turned around and he's like, yeah, good. Good for getting it up but I'm taking it back again because there, we're not doing there this. There was somebody in the, in the rough vicinity where I was sat who was shouting, forward, forward, and we were 2-1 up with one minute left on the, left to play. And like, trying to you know, take unnecessary risks and possibly concede a goal. But yeah. uh, it was funny that yeah, when it got to that late stage, I don't know, when Bate found that himself in those acres of space, if you looked at the actual shape of the game, the, um, I was going to call them Southampton, and Shrewsbury had kind of lost all, all their shape. They still had their formation, but they'd lost their kind of marking abilities. Yeah. They just kind of abandoned that. And so we had like, Bate was just standing in the gap and so Pervader, Pervader kept just dropping into that gap between the defence and the midfield. So we we had quite a lot of joy, didn't we, late on? It was uh, a bit of a bottle chuck from their coach towards the end. I don't think he was happy with what was they it were Was it a big glass two-litre bottle? Just <laughs> loving it. Anyway. But yeah. also by the end, bringing on a player of Sinistera's quality in a game like that's a bit unfair, isn't it? Yeah. I'm sure he'll want to leave in a minute as well. <laughs> Can't have anything nice. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oh, we yeah, scored two was... goals, though, so get, we haven't talked about the goals. Gail Hart, it mm. was... Um, a sublime finish. <laughs> it was great. They all count, don't they? And anything that helps his confidence, I'm glad to see him scoring a goal. Who had the shot? It was... Oh, yes. Pervader, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Pervader after we'd put a high ball into Jamie Shackleton in the box. <laughs> And it worked. Yeah, it, chest control brought it down. Um, it, yeah, we needed a. We were sort of missing somebody to hold the ball up in um, the penalty area and get players around him. Shackleton can do anything, and then yeah, provide a shot. Um, was it saved? It was saved, wasn't it? And then Gelhart was there. Was hit. 
Well, do you know what? Still counts. As much as we're laughing at the finish, which did just bounce off him for the benefit of anybody who who obviously didn't see it, um, it just bounced off his torso and went towards the goal. But they count. Pretty it sure it was knee. So it was good. So it's leg. And I'm, I think I'm going to claim thigh. It count. Well, it counts exactly the same as that um, show pony Beckham from the halfway line, doesn't it? Don't make, yep. make, don't count any more than that. And we saw uh, Sinistera kind of swishing through defender after defender. Where does he put the ball? Over. Maybe it would have been better if he'd kind of. Uh, flicked it up into the air and kneed it in mm. but yeah so good and then actually uh, the best finish of the night was Pascal Straub mm. um, Reece, another, another goal from a corner we're getting quite good at that now 50% of our goals it helps corners. if you take good corners do you, do, you, do you notice that that helps who took that corner Dan James was taking a lot ok I can't remember who took the one not that, quite uh, sure yeah because it was beneath well it was, the player was above the roof um, from where I was seeing. So just talking about what Shaxx was up to, um, Reese is just asking in the comments what position was he playing in the second half? He was far better than he was basically pushed a bit further forward. He was almost yeah. like a, like a wide right midfielder pushing up towards yeah. attack. Yeah, him and him and Archie Gray seem to have not swapped position because the whole formation changed. But Gray dropped deep and and Shaq went forward. Yeah, and Ampadu was everywhere. Yeah, Ampadu was great. Mm-hmm. Say. He, he was he must, don't know the stats, but he, he must have had like twice as many touches as anyone else on the pitch, I would say. He's looking like a very astute signing, isn't he? If there's a problem, he'll solve it. Just mm. talking about midfield, Jim is in the comments asking, where is Dallas? He's in Texas. Is uh, <laughs> Dallas, Jim. He was talked about in um, Farker's last press conference, wasn't he, where he just basically said, no time frame, no pressure on him. Um, he's been out for too long and the injury was too bad to sort of start saying, yeah, we'll get him back at any point. But um, he said he's inspiring the lads by just being in the gym. Mm-hmm. If you're a young player and you're in a gym and you see Stuart Dallas there, just stand there admiring a strapping man in his 30s. Yeah, so why I mean, not? He always looks quite mournful to me. I don't know if I'd necessarily feel inspired by that. I, I always, whenever I see Stuart Dallas, when I ask him if he's all right. So I don't know if, <laughs> if that's maybe the thing is that perhaps all the, the young players, um, if they're a bit, you know, Leo Kielder's a bit worried about his first two games but he can project all his worries mm. onto Stuart Dallas like Stuart are you alright like, oh, Leo Yelder does look like a young man carrying a lot of weight on his shoulders he's got his father's name to live up to mm-hmm. um, teammate over bri- they briefly overlapped with Alfie Harland at um, Nottingham Forest and he was alright rather than last season by all reports everyone says uh, he can be coped fine with the championship there maybe he's not played the kind of football that Farker wants maybe he's just um, having a bad week so um, it, it wouldn't be a problem if he wasn't our only uh, left back well, Sam Byram obviously is the the one I think that was the worry about watching him kind of underwhelm and watching Darko JB kind of be a bit underwhelming um, was that they're very close to being the first team yeah aren't they like it was it, this wasn't a million miles away from being a team that we might conceivably mm-hmm. have no choice but to play in the um, the first all the division. games in all the games, yeah. <laughs> but you know, we can beat a League One side, and there are three of those who've come up, and a lot of teams in this division that should have gone down. So we'll be fine, fifteenth at least with good, the slot. Good crowd tonight, I thought. Um, Thirty-five thousand more than, which is bloody good. School holidays and all that. It's a chance for kids and people who don't normally get tickets to get inside Allen Road and see what it's all about and moan incessantly at Yelda passing the ball backwards and booing him. <laughs> yeah, I must admit, it, there's been a lot of moaning, well, not a lot of moaning, but I've seen a 
fair few people on Twitter going, oh, no one wants these tickets now. No, it's not Premier League. It was like, people did. They turned up. It did. It's, it's a very good crowd. Not It's not many years ago. That would have been like 12,000 people there. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's nice that there's it's nice that there's some interest. They all got the chance to boo them off <laughs> at half time. That's what you want from your first trip to or your rare trip to Welland Road. It does go to show though that, oh. that the Bielsa era lit a fire back under the, the fan base that's still there. And I think that's why there's a bit of anxiety among the fans about what's going on in the transfer market and they're desperate for forty ers to to aggressively tackle the transfer market and all that, just so we can keep, still harness that good mm. feeling, you know, that and keep keep the momentum going. We've had a bit of a blip, we got relegated, but it's still there if they can just seize the day, if you like. Yeah, because if we do finish, you know, 15th, three years running, there will be 12,000 people there again for yeah. games like this because people will be like, yeah, I think, rubbish. I was Keep gonna, it cheerful. I was going to say about the crowd, although the crowd, you know, it, it was good, it still has that kind of, it's that weird, and it goes back to what I was saying before, um, kind of a, a slightly doing just enough feeling about it, like the crowd that's in for a League Cup game, it kind of strips out all the jeopardy because you don't really know, with the greatest respect to Shrewsbury, don't know much about them, you don't know much about the players, mm. so you're kind of relying on Leeds United to provide all the entertainment and, and take the occasion by the scruff of the neck and, and do something with it. But um, then when you see them kind of passing it around and not really knowing how to get through a, a tightly packed defence, people are getting a little bit frustrated. Like The atmosphere wasn't particularly good, but it was just nice to see a big crowd. It's, yeah, it's, it's always a strange atmosphere of cup games, because like you say, there's, yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of kids there who... Kind of don't know the don't know the ropes, if you know what I mean. And there's people scattered about the stadium, maybe in spaces they're not normally in. Like I was northwest corner today because I'd forgotten to buy my ticket. <laughs> I forgot to buy my ticket. Well, I'd forgotten to buy my season ticket when it was available, and then I came to buy another, and there's still seats available in the cop. And I thought, oh, lovely sit down, having a nice day out. Let's have a lovely let's have a lovely sit down to watch this one. And what was different from in your match going experience? Because what what's when's the last time you didn't sit in your Cop seat. Oh, long time ago. Yeah. Could have been the Accrington game when Berardi. I sat with you in the East Stand, didn't I? When Berardi did that that two footed chop. That's 2014. Yeah. That's a long time ago. So tell so report from the northwest corner, please. Very civilized. Yeah. Yeah, wooden seat, but more leg room. Um didn't didn't have a drink at half time, but wasn't a queue. Mm-hmm. Did you have got carpet down now? Toilets, hand dryers, all that sort of thing? Carpet in the toilet? You have a savage eye. I make carpets, comma, toilets, not together. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Imagine a carpets in a football stadium toilet. <laughs> Dear Lord. Oh, no, thank you. Jesus, the smell. Um, <laughs> no, no, have, no cues again. Did you have access to the captain's lounge? That's in that corner, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Okay. I, I know people refer to it as the captain's lounge. I was not quite sure what what do we expect from that some, I, I wanted it to be nautical in some way I think uh, there's a bit maybe a bit of ward panelling oh okay um, House of Stouts is mentioning that uh, the game 11 years ago against Shrewsbury in roughly the same time it was second round tie I think wasn't it yeah uh, when we played them last which was the 11th of August 2012 so yeah 11 years ago almost to the day just over 18,000 there mm. so we've essentially doubled the what crowd what was the team I wasn't in my seat for that either I, think I, was Va- the, I was in the West Stand for that Varney played that's all you need to know Juve mm. played I think it was Juve's debut <sighs> that game if I remember correctly we've had a rough old life haven't we um, <laughs> back to tonight then come on let's, um, let's have a quick chat about that wrap it up um, we won we did We did. it's our first win we I've tried but then you started going on about oh we're going to be 15th for three years <laughs> and stay in the championship for nine um, yes we uh, we haven't won a game since April <laughs> we have now yeah it's a good feeling isn't it yeah I enjoyed it should do that more often. It went on a bit. 
I don't know if we necessarily needed seven minutes of mm. uh, stoppage time, but I suppose the game was quite close. I couldn't quite work out where it came from. Ailing did Subst- well. Substitutions, mate. I suppose so. Ailing did well getting that and cramp, guy... And cramp as well. Cramp. Um, getting that guy booked in like the third minute because mm. he didn't immediately retreat at a uh, for a free kick. So Ailing booted it at him and then said to the ref, you have to book him now. And out came the yellow card. Here's a wonderful fact. Mm. Thank you very much to, um, is it Robert Dignam or Dynam? You tell me, Robert. Uh, who suggests that Sam Byron played that day as well. Oh, I bet he did. What a fact that is. Last Little Sam is the nothing Sam can't do. He's a time traveller as uh, well. But um, yeah, so nice to get through. Nice to get a win. Like you said, it's hard to get that emotionally invested in these occasions, isn't it? But you take every win when it comes, given that they've been so scarce for Leeds recently. Salford away as well. That's winnable. Mm-hmm. Looking it up. Do you want the team from 2012? Uh, Paddy Kenny, Lee Peltier, Jason Pierce, Rudy Austin, A.D. White, bring him home, Sam Byram, <laughs> uh, name the captain. Uh, no. Brownie? Close. Tongy? Greeny? <laughs> Close. Norrissey? Norrissey. So, David Norris, captain, Paul Green, Luke Varney, uh, Luciano Becchio, Ross McCormack, and then the substitutes, Jamie Ashton, Adam Drury, Paddy Kisnobel, Michael Brown came on with four minutes left. Uh, Andy Gray. Wow, well, there you go. Oh, had came on and, and playing, his child, on. playing his child. That's wild, isn't it? Yeah. Come on, any other final thoughts about the game then before I ask you about Willie Nonto? Uh, what happened in the second half? Joffe still struggles, doesn't he? Mm. Playing that position. I know he scored, but I... I still think we should just buy a striker or maybe two. Yeah, the thing that would have helped Joffe tonight, because Farker has got two options. He he likes to play with a 10. That's why Archie Gray was there. Um, but he could also play with two centre-forwards if he... And so that's his other option. But he ain't got two. Mm. Um, I suppose he could have played... Um, while, yeah, Sonny Perkins was on the bench. He could have played him. Is he a centre-forward or is he more of a number 10? Or I think he's a centre-forward. He scores... I mean, he scores, like, goals, doesn't he? So that's good. Um and I'm sure he wouldn't object to trying to play in a front two with Gail Hart. So I think Joffy, Joffy's been, you know, that was the thing. Sunderland will play you with, um, what was that guy called? Ross Stewart, Stewart. Ross or Ross Stewart. And uh, he decided to uh, knacker his Achilles rather than even um, go on a pitch with Joe Gail Hart. So that didn't work. So he just played on his own up front, injured, as their uh, uh, one of the directors said at the end of the season. Apparently he'd been playing with an injury. Because uh, he's all they had, and now, yeah, he's still just kind of. Um, it's the same sort of situation again, trying, isn't it? Really, when you think about it. Yep. So no, no other options. He's playing up front on his arm, but yeah, he's he not getting any help. It's just not quite clicking for him. That never does, does it? Never seems to quite click for him, even though he does. He does some really occasionally some really nice stuff. He seems to just spend a lot of time running as quick as he can to something that he's never going to get to. Mm. Like when defenders are passing is, is, it around, is that trying too hard? Do you think, like he's trying a, to make he's an like, impression? He's like, I'm applying pressure here. Like he's trapped in a bad dream, always some, chasing something you can't catch. Yeah, but sometimes I <laughs> think, well, you, you're not going to get there, so just, just calm down, re- save your energy. Mm. That's, yeah. what I, that's what I'd do. What do we do about Willie? Um, if anyone wants a mug. <laughs> How many have we got left? Ooh, only one or two, so if you want one, get one move, quick. Move quickly. Get yeah. one really bloody quickly. Yeah. Squareball.net. <laughs> Collector's items. Yeah, I mean, they're still nice mugs and it's a great memory of a great goal. I'm going to, and... t- I'm going to take them to his, his house and toss them through his windows. Well, he's not gone yet. <laughs> no. Trying yet. Yeah, but we, know what well, happens. we know what happens from here, though, don't we? It's a headline. In fact, I, uh, I do hope we make him stay, actually. Yeah, the headline mm. for the, the Daily Mail says, 
Leeds winger Willie Nyonto asks to be left out in capitals of squad mm. for Carabao Cup tie as he seeks move away from Elland Road but the championship remain adamant they don't want to sell so mm. we've got EFL backing that he's that's he's, twice you've made that joke now though. I'm not having it only once he's on uh, in front of the <laughs> our audience though mm. there are the other times it was only to you two and your opinions like the fact that you didn't like it did not stop me <laughs> um, it's still good well, Willie Nonto, uh, there'll be time to make comment on Nessed Farka, but not currently. Doesn't want to make it a story. It's not available, but not through injury. So we all know, reading between the lines, what that's about then. That is um, that is a man angling for a move, is it not? It's a boy angling for a move. He's only young. It'll be the agent, presumably, will be a grown-up mm, that's of some true. kind. So there's, there will, hopefully there will be some... I mean, maybe there aren't any adults involved. Maybe it's like an episode of Press Gang. where it's, they've, what, Another one for the kids? <laughs> and that international audience? His entire... Um, the agency is just run by children. You know those you know, TV shows where they just say, "What? What if?" Yeah, mm. this company was run by kids. Maybe that's the agency well, that he signed it. up with. Every good film, book, story always is, is centered around a single question, isn't it? What would happen if? Yeah, yeah and it's uh, it's Bugsy Malone, but with uh, a football <laughs> agency, and they're the so you've got all these uh, eight-year-old kids in big wide-brim hats smoking cigars, saying. <laughs> Who are we going to sell Will Nonto to? What can we do with him? Tell that's tell that's... that tell that Farker he's not playing him tonight. Do you know what? that's probably it? <laughs> <laughs> I think you've got it there. I'm going to tweet that and then they'll, they'll have to stop it because I'll go full Fabrizio and they'll be like, oh no, the secret's out. <laughs> right. Um... So that's happening. And then Max Aaron's has decided that he likes living near the sea. So Norwich, Bournemouth, mm. and that's fine. <laughs> Can't compete with the Premier League clubs, can we? I think the thing with it's a bit uh, sad, though, isn't it? That it is a bit sad, a bit annoying, especially because if he was due in Leeds, well, actually, I've seen some people saying he was in Leeds, so I don't know how far down the line of the kind of the Dan James process they got with him, whether he was um, sitting in a duffel coat in the East Stand. Those shots of Dan James in his duffel coat in the East Stand when we nearly signed him the first time always reminded me of that photo of the little monkey in a coat in IKEA. Mm, yeah. Um, the I, know scene, I know exactly the picture you mean. Scene, sadly, if staring I, out I, the window. If I Google monkey coat IKEA, well, I yeah, find yeah, it. Come up yeah, it, it, went, it was uh, very popular. Just gazing sadly out the window <laughs> and just like nobody really knows why he's wearing such a, a big coat or what he's doing there or why he's been abandoned in a, a shop window, literally. Um, <laughs> I just looked at the picture now, it's brilliant. So Max Aaron well. has, don't know how far he got along the, those lines, um, but that means, is there a backup plan? Because if you get somebody who's actually in the building, you go to all the other like 17 fullbacks that you've been talking <laughs> to, go, lads, it's fine, forget it, so do what you want. And I'll be like, all right, right, fine, well, we're not going to Leeds then. And now we've got to go crawling back mm. to I, somebody. Ikea, this is knowyourmeme.com, suggests mm. that Ikea Monkey is the nickname given to a Japanese snow macaque named Darwin that was found loose wearing a coat at a Canadian Ikea store in December of 2012. It's basically identical to how he ended up signing Dan James. He was just loose in a coat. <laughs> and uh, There's an Ikea not too far away from, uh, from Allen Road. It's only a yeah, few miles up the motorway. We brought him in. We should, so probably, we, should stop talk, we should stop talking because we've gone way off piste. You're talking about transfers. Whatever. Sort it out. Can the Ikea monkey play left back? Mm. Big Swedish signing. It's an option. We shall see, eh? Uh, we've got Maybe Dan th- James can play left back. Weekly show and Phil to come still this week. Previewing Birmingham. The, um, the Tyler Roberts plate. So he may he may not be playing. There's already talk that he's um, he's had some 
problems in pre-season with his fitness. Who's that, sorry? Tyler. Oh, bless him. Uh, Yeah, as Lee's put, it surely only leads to us optimistic at two o'clock about our transfers to this at 11 o'clock at night. (laughs) Bollocks, we won the game though, didn't we? We played a football match and won it. I don't know what more we can ask of um, football team. If the executives can't do paperwork and sign footballers, then, you know, that's their... That's a different kind of problem, isn't it? I'm it not is. going to. Yeah, it's just different. We're going to stop. Game. We're going to stop now. You won't stop me booking a hotel for Wembley, though. It's on, isn't it? I'm going to get get straight on there. Who else plays for Salford? Doesn't uh... stop looking. HMS pissed the league. Mm-hmm. Um, set sail again on Saturday at, Bur- at Birmingham, and this is the the Wembley Cup run, is it? Yep. Good Does try. Robbie Gotts play for him? This is the question, he was, isn't he, it? Because he was there tonight. I saw him. He walked past me. Which, I mean, the sixteen pound tickets brings everybody. Dead, li- dead little um, is. Really small. Oh, so let's find out who did hey, they listen, play last night. <laughs> Google on your own time. That's the end no, of the no. show. So they beat uh, Salford on penalties. They had in He's their team. He's doing it again. Um, Nobody cares. Uh, Luke Garbutt plays for Salford yeah. City. Alex Cairns in goal. And on the bench was Matthew Smith, obviously. Uh, can't see Robbie Gotts anywhere. Well, no, he was there tonight. He was at the Leeds game. <laughs> but this <laughs> game was last night. Oh, okay. Fine. So it's fine. Oh, I forgot um, about that, yeah. Just like you know the building alarm comes on soon. And Andrew Hughes. Oh, no, it's Preston. Oh, is, it, it was, is, it, is it Barrow? Of course he is. Right. That, stop now. Enough. I'm going to have to turn your microphone off. Why don't we tell, talk about Barrow for a bit? Let's see who's, who's in Barrow's squad. Nuclear submarines in Barrow. That's the end of the show. We'll see you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.